Welcome, fellow anglers, to the Working Class Fishing Podcast, a place for all anglers, amateur or expert, to share their stories and learn about fishing. Join your hosts, John and Brian, each episode as they debunk the perceived inaccessibility to fishing, break down the barriers of any and all angling methods, and hear stories from other anglers and their own journeys with fishing. Now, let's get this show started. Welcome back to another episode of the Working Class Fishing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, and here is Mr. John Morris, as usual, with the sponsors. Welcome back, everyone. Ooh, I just crushed a burger. This episode of Working Class Fishing is brought to you by Angry Rooster Fly Company. Oh, sorry. Lid Rig. <laughs> 317 Flies. And Max and Outfitters. Make sure to go check out all those fantastic sponsors. We do have discount codes for all of those guys, and uh, they will hook you up for sure. So tonight's very special guest. He came to us as a suggestion, and then I was like, well, who is this guy? I go look him up, and uh, I'm like, oh, whoa. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that know this guy. There's a lot of people that like what this guy does. And uh, uh, he's got a really cool YouTube channel, and he does uh, some pretty unique fishing adventures. Wanted to welcome John Dalton, also uh, from the Creek Fishing Adventure channel on YouTube, uh, to the podcast tonight to talk to us pretty much about fishing like we have been for the last 10 minutes or 15 minutes before. Uh, John, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you here. Well, appreciate being, uh, appreciate y'all having me. It's awesome to be on here. Love to talk about fishing or anytime, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you definitely, you're, you're a very busy person for sure. Uh, between your coaching duties, uh, fishing, <laughs> recording videos, everything else. I, I, I think that there's a lot more to the man than just what people see, but, um, man, you have, you have this YouTube channel. It's got all of these cool little places that you go and fish a lot of places that people wouldn't even think about fishing. And and that's one of the things that makes your channel unique. I think is that you don't, you, you know, you're out fishing creeks, but, um, you know, you were out today is cold and you thumped a big smallie. Yeah. You want you want to tell us about that more? <laughs> Well, the, especially during the winter, I, I have to keep videos coming. So I have to make videos and but plus I want to go out and fish as much as I can in many different ways as possible, always learning. So uh, I got the chance to go out with a guy, uh, Caleb, and he, he guides around here and he's trying to build up his guiding service, kind of getting back into that. So, you know, he invited me to go out, you know, obviously I'm going to try to help promote his thing, uh, channel here in uh, Chattanooga area. And then, um, so we go out and fish down in the Tennessee river. And, um, I'm not, I don't hardly ever fish off boats. So a lot of the stuff we're doing, I'm not even like, I don't like it's fishing, but it's different. So we started off fishing, trying this, trying that, trying that. And, and then we switched to a crankbait and I like, I never use a crankbait, but I'm like, well, I'll try it. And then boom, I catch like five or six good smallmouth. One of them was four and a half pounds is 20 and a quarter inches long. Um, that was pretty, that was pretty good. I was pretty excited about that. So when you say you don't, you don't fish a lot of crankbaits, uh, what would you typically fish this time of year? What, what are you, what are you fishing? Well, the main thing is I, I, if I'm fishing this time of year, I'm fishing off the, like uh, either off a bank or off a kayak. And I, I just crankbaits just nothing I'm not familiar with. Like there's a, there's actually a lot about fishing that I'm horrible at. And I really don't know that much about fishing, but I know how to catch small fish in small bodies of water. <laughs> and that's what I enjoy. And like all the other stuff, I'm like, I, I don't care. You know, I don't, I don't want to have, there's a lot of things I could do. I just don't, this doesn't excite me. Um, but catching a big small mass is always exciting. Um, but most of the time, I like around this time of the year, I've, recently I've been doing a lot of multi-species. Like um, I found some skipjack off a bank. They were like schooling and then you catch a few of those. <laughs> Yeah, those dudes just hit and jump all over the place. You know, um, white bass, yellow bass, if I can find them, crappie. Love to catch some crappie if I can find them because you can find them, you know, this time of the year. Um, sometimes we're off the bank. Of course, uh, largemouth, smallmouth, lots of spots. Bluegill. I, I've had a bunch of bluegill videos where I'm just going out just to catch something. I'm like, I just want to go out and catch something. You know, so yellow. I caught some yellow perch the other day on some worms. And yeah, whatever I can come up with. 
yeah the yeah uh when i when we were also talking before this you brought up the yellow perch and them being very active during the the cold season uh, when you're catching those perch i mean uh, perch are pretty straightforward for a lot of people for uh for myself not so much we have them uh, in my region but not that much um when you're fishing for them in a river system where are you where are you finding those fish at predominantly so we got a couple of rivers here that are uh they come out of the plateau um they come out of georgia north carolina mountains come into tennessee and they're colder water um uh, so they, they have a lot more of these where half most of tennessee you probably you can't hardly catch perch because they like colder water and then either that or they're in deep lakes well these are shallower lakes and um, there's there's one lake. It's like a chain of lakes. We have a bunch of um, dams. The TVA has all these dams for power through here. So we got a lot of dam systems. And um, but perch are usually like they 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 get in these like what I find them in the in lakes and and the where I found the other day they're like just flat areas like four or five foot deep flat like um, where the river was coming into the lake. And I was just throwing out a piece of worm just to see if I could find some because that was I had this new little. Uh, I was taking a little my little bass raider boat and then I, I caught like five or six like in like 20 minutes because they were like they're all bunched up usually so if usually you find them there's a bunch of them but there's a couple places where I fish for them out under a spillway sometimes if they're there little crappie jigs um mm -hmm. or uh something like that little spinners um but worms or something like that you always you know they'll hit that but they're, they're very aggressive and there's some there's a couple lakes where we catch them where we're bass fishing and we'll get a 10 11 12 inch perch and it feels like a good bass <laughs> that those dudes fight hard um and then you're like wow that thing's huge but yeah so yeah there's certain places i've kind of learned how to find them and they're just they're, they're kind of fun to catch yeah for sure and you know with a lot of those uh those types of species you know they get classed as a warm water species but um yeah, I've heard you're absolutely right. Perch are aggressive. I've, I've been out, you know, fishing for catfish and I'll put on like a four aught, you know, circle hook and I'll end up, I'll just see the bit, end of the rod. Go, ding, 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 yeah. ding. I'm like, Oh, what, what's that? And I hook it and I reel it up and I feel that you got a heavy action rod. You're fishing for fish and reel it up. And here's a, you know, eight or nine inch perch with this four aught hook gagged in its yeah. mouth. You know, you're like, you're ridiculous, dude. What are you thinking, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so out there hitting the creeks, getting on the fish, even in the winter, it sounds like you're not avert to using uh, bait to, to uh, really seek. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably use whatever. I, I've started to slowly move to using more artificial, whereas a few years ago, I'd use, I'd go to worms or stuff like that a lot, where I've, I've started messing around with a lot of really ultralight, like 164th ounce, sometimes even lighter jig heads, like super light lures. You know, like a heavy lure for me, it's like a 132nd ounce. That's, that's a lot of wow. time. So like that would be like a heavier, one of my heavier jig heads that I'll go to because it just sinks through the water so slowly and allows, you know, you might be a little a creek channel where I just don't know what's in there. So I'm, I'm kind of just moving or walking the bank um, and just kind of find like what's in here and, you know, what can I come across to just to catch just for have some fun just to pull something in today. Yeah. And with, with a lot of that, you know, the, um, going smaller really helps you to hunt out what's there and and you do a lot of that and uh, you know every, all the different types of artificials that you're using and and things like that seems like you focus a lot on those smaller lures when when you're going to select those lures for this time of year uh, are you looking at like colors uh, uh to mimic or or what what are you looking at i'm not a good I, I never like I I've never gone by match the hatch. I know that's like huge everywhere, but like for me and like the way I fished, I've I've almost come to find out like the craziest, the weirdest looking thing. I catch more fish on that, like color wise. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I know match the hatch works in certain situations, and I've seen it work even when I have gone for trout or something like that. It's like you're I, I, you're not catching unless you use this exact little thing right here. Like yeah. you can, you can have a hundred fish there. You're not, they're not biting, but when I'm searching out fish, I'm usually looking for like the East side crappie or, or bluegill or, or, uh, or yellow bass, you know, all those little, those kind of fish that I'll throw, you know, pink or orange or chartreuse, like the brightest colors. And they're just thumping it or something like that. Yeah. And then the, I use a, a really light one because, and you know, if you ever fish for like bluegill, say, say, I just want to catch bluegill. Sometimes bluegill can be really hard to get to bite. 
mm-hmm. and they won't bite a bigger lure. But you go down to just a, I got some like um, like a trout magnet or a one inch minnow type thing, and they'll just slurp that in. And you can sit there and wear them out. Where if you were using an inch and a half lure, they're biting the tail and you're not catching any of them. Things it's like that. Yeah. That minute. I, I mean, a half inch in, in certain circles is quite a bit, but that minute yeah. of the difference is really making that big of an impact. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen it a lot. And uh, and then even the, the jig head, like, say it's, you know, I'm using a 1 ounce. Like, most people are, like, using, and they're usually on 1 ounce, usually, what is that, a, maybe, a, like, a two, size two hook or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then and I'm going, you know, 1 ounce. I think they use, like, an eight, size eight hook. You know, a tiny, and the people are like, what, what are you going to catch those tiny little things? I'm like, fish. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just catch, trying to catch fish. And half the time, that's, that's when I'll throw that little lure, and that's when I catch the biggest I'll catch a bigger crappie or a, or a bigger red ear, you know, and you're like, how come they didn't hit the bigger lure? They hit that smaller lure, but just, especially in the winter time, they seem to, they don't want to put all that energy out there. And, and, and it, in my area, there's such a big push. Like we are in a well, bass fishing, you know, mega area where everybody is bass fish, bass, bass. That's where I'm like, eh, let's just go catch something else. Let's just go catch whatever's the easiest to catch. I don't have to go out there and catch bass every day. Well, and I've watched your videos where you like went to Florida and, and a, a fantastic bass fishing destination, Georgia, Tennessee, oh, yeah. Texas, yeah. you know, all those places, <laughs> but you were in Florida and it was like, you were fishing in an aquarium and th- that seemed to be a pretty significant trip for you uh, because you really had quite the monologue of videos from that. Um, when you were down there, uh, was it your goal to go and just explore every little creek every little inlet everything else and just see what was there because there's literally hundreds of different species as much as i can get in with the time i have that's the goal <laughs> when i go to a place like that because like i can put i can put a good 15 minute video together in two to three hours and sometimes less than that but at the same time i just want to have fun and i'm like hey i want to do what i want to do and have fun with it and if i'd rather catch 10 you know these fish over here than fish all day for like one big something that people want to post a picture and brag about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't, it, for me on my channel, 10 little fish is going to do way better than catching one big fish. Cause that's the following I've built up and I get excited about that. So I'm out there having a blast, just catching fish where I don't want to get excited waiting all day or just casting lures all day for one, one big fish. That's, it just doesn't drive me the same way. Dude, so <clears throat> the first video I saw of you, I was sitting in Afghanistan chowing down on <laughs> some, uh, it was like corned beef hash and eggs. And I think that was like, I think 2019. It's either night, is either night, is between 19 and 21. And you, I'm trying to remember what tournament it was, I think it was the old Hickory tournament. Or something like that. One of the one of the bass tournaments out there, and uh, was close by. And you were fishing the bank, and you plugged this like huge largemouth on some like really light gear. And I was like, "That's awesome." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I love I love finesse fishing and light gear. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to learn other things, but I'll I'll, I'll rather throw a little yumdinger or a little helgramite or just something like that, and just just catch fish. Like, especially when I'm doing a tournament, I just want to catch something before I start trying to even think about trying to catch big fish. But those, those little lures catch have this year I've, I've broken like my PBs and a bunch of things and all on like a four inch yum dinger and catching like five, six pound bass. So it works. So John, how did you get into fishing? Dude? Um, it's probably, I don't know. I'm, I'm from, my family is all, we're all from Kentucky and uh, everybody is related to the hillbilly. Everybody fishes. It's like, you know, everybody does that, but my mom and dad, they'd like fished a little bit, but they didn't really even, they, they, you know, they didn't really fish fish. They would go sit on, we sit on the, go sit on the bank, throw out a worm, you know, or, you know, go to a pond every once in a while. And when I was six, um, we moved to this we my dad was a pastor we moved to the house that was right beside the church so it was like you know like that was the house and there was a creek going in the back and from six to ten I lived there and that changed my world like I would it was a tiny creek like you could walk across it knee deep 
at the deepest part. But I just, I would remember, I remember going down there and just, I would take a cup and like try to get darters to like back them into it, you know, catch crawdads the same way. And just, I, I was very interested in all the things that are in that creek, maybe snakes, turtles, tadpoles, you know, the frogs, just like the whole thing about that creek. I always thought was so fascinated. And then, um, I, I, I would be catching fish that I, I could tell were a little different, but I just didn't know. I'm like, well, I don't know what this is, but I know it's different than that one. And then, um, you know, I always had that desire. Then once I got a little older basketball, like I was, I'm big on basketball and I, I kind of, that took over really. I, I didn't fish near as much, you know, a lot of time playing basketball. And then as I moved back to East Tennessee, um, about eight years ago and I kind of sold, I got, I was getting older, didn't have people to play basketball with, sold a bunch of trucks I was working on and picked up fishing. And then this area has got so many creeks. I got, I kind of just started exploring the creeks again. And I was, it just kind of took off from there. And I'm like, Hey, this, I didn't realize how much fun I had, especially as an adult, I can go all the places now and I can go anywhere I want to go. And, um, I just, yeah, I love it. So are you, a are you a Western Kentucky fan for when it comes to basketball? Who's your, who's your team? Uh, no, it's university of Kentucky, but oh, okay. I know more people that went to Western, <laughs> like my, my, uh, <laughs> My mom went to Western. My brother-in-law went to Western. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 always growing up a Kentucky basketball fan. Hey, it's whatever. I don't I don't judge you. <laughs> uh, did, did you do basketball in college? No. Um, I mean, I had the chance to like go to some like really low, you know, small colleges, but I never. I went to Christian school when I was in high school, and it was. I was I was very good in that league, but I ne we never like played against big schools, and so I never like had the um, never really thought about college that much. And then once I did graduate, I was like, I don't I don't want to study, I don't want to read. <laughs> so I went to tech school. I went to an HVAC school that was close to my house. You know, really easy. Got a degree in one year, and um, I played bad. I played. I've always played. We used to go play against college guys all the time. Like I've kept up until. You know, probably probably I was about thirty, and I've really slowed down my basketball playing. I'm coaching now, which is more aggravating because I can't get the kids to do what what I know to do. <laughs> that's, that's the worst. Uh, that's that's one of those things that kind of comes as a combination of being like a teacher and a mentor, and then you know, because yeah. there's there's parts of you that when you you're like at a game and you watch the kids and they're struggling, and you're like, oh, I got to jump, you know no, don't do that. Cause you can see everything like unfolding. Yeah. You can see a play falling apart right in front of you or so, you know, and you're like, no, don't do that. Don't, don't no, don't throw it over there. This guy's watching. He's going to steal, you know, or he's going to get the rebound. Yeah. It, it's so like, but, but at the same time, it's like, how, how do the kids learn to watch for that? They got to make the mistakes. And, uh, but, but yeah, I that's, I, I compare so much from basketball to fishing. Cause I, I feel like I feel like that's two things I know about. So I, I try to relay a lot of things, but I, and I, and I love talking about basketball. I, I'll talk to, I'll, I'll talk about basketball to people like all day or something like that. But like, like I, I, I saw, I could, I've seen basketball at like high levels and I like been around guys that are like high level athletes and like, it's so instinctive. They just do things. They just do things without you telling them, you know, you can't teach like instincts. Like I got, I only have, I mean, I have six players on my team and they're not really, basketball players you know they're, they're out there to play and they're trying but like you when you see a guy that's a baller like that dude's a baller like he just does things you don't even have to teach him how to do things I think fishing is so much the same way where you some people just figure things out by just like how'd you learn how to do that I don't know I just figured it out or I just I just started doing that I just thought this mm -hmm. and it's funny the comparisons just how to I guess it's being good at anything um you just you just start you understand it and start figuring it out on your own well, I think that that kind of falls into uh, fly and, you know, when, when you think about like fly fishing, think about fly fishing and you think about the, the people that are really good, like really good casters uh, that can just lay yeah. out a beautiful cast into a run or um, people uh, in, in fishing that can fish spoons real effectively. Um, you know, because you see a lot of people that are like, these are junk, they don't work, you know, and then you see other people that can just grenade yeah. fish on, on spoons. Or some people are really good um, 
with, uh, uh, you know, using their rod to fish, you know, more than their reel. And that was brought up uh, to John and I by, by a very um, uh, awesome guy, Kelly Gallup. Um, he, uh, a few episodes back, he, he, he had brought that up to us. He's like, well, all the top 10 guys and, you know, the, the professional bass fishing said they used a rod more than their reel. And it's like, you know, yeah. it's like all of that stuff that goes into it. It's just like, you know, you have, you have epic three point shooters, you know, out there yeah. that, that like Larry Bird, he just says, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to throw this yeah. in. That, that's a name you don't hear anymore, but that was Larry Bird, you yeah. know, I mean, uh, or, or you had somebody that could just hit every single free throw. Like they had a 93%, you know, average or more, you know, yeah. uh, it, it's like, th those are just those instinctual fundamentals that all come together. Like, and, and that's what wins it or catches the fish. Yeah, for sure um so um anyways you uh i i i love to talk about like sports and basketball and stuff like that like the the strategy and everything i don't want to yeah. go too far off track <laughs> with it but but um uh so one of your big hallmarks with your channel is uh you know you're out creek fishing but you're doing a lot of it out of a kayak which is a pretty popular way for people to get around kayaks or not horribly expensive they're they're a lot safer than what they used to be uh 20 yeah. 30 years ago they're they're a lot more user friendly uh they, there's you know purpose-built kayaks but i just saw today you put up a video of a new boat that you have uh and and i don't know if that's new new or or not but i've never seen it before on your channel what is that boat yeah it's a that's the uh i got went and got it from bass pro the um bass raider um yeah 10 foot so i saw like so this summer i went and bought a 15 foot aluminum boat um for like i don't remember like 1500 bucks and it didn't it idled low it, it was weird so I, I i thought i'm like i'm gonna take this thing out all the time i took it out two times in like three months because i would just it was so much easier to take my kayak out and so i sold it and went and bought this the bass raider because I, so i'm like well i can still load this up back in my truck and I've taken it out like two times. Well, today's video, I had a company send me electric motor and um, because of my channel. So they're like, hey, I, I get a lot of trade off. from. So I know y'all know how that is, mm -hmm. certain things. But like, that's where I'm starting to get, I'm getting like, hey, we'll send you this. We want two videos here or in, a, in three pose, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that was kind of testing it out. But also I really, I, any kind of thing I get like that, I want to, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'll take it because I want to learn. I want to try it out. I want to be able to be knowledgeable about it. But uh old town so old town sent me my pet my pedal drive kayak i was wanting to go buy one i just didn't really have the money at the time and and then old town was like hey we'll send you a kayak i was like yes perfect and that was right when i first got into the tournament stuff it was like right when i first started and the the, the pedal drive kayak I, I tell everybody this like it is it's amazing the, the difference like like the difference it makes go out fishing on a lake or going out somewhere i enjoy it so much and i never kayak i didn't have a kayak till um maybe like my first like uh what about five years ago i bought one like a cheap one and then i've kind of evolved now i have a two or three of them but i've i've grown to love kayaking so much it is it, it's about the most fun you can get away from everything you're by yourself you're right on the water it's super mm -hmm. quiet you're right there with the fish yeah it, it's about the it's a it's close to the most fun fishing that i can do because just just all the things that go into it yeah it, it, it looks I mean, for the creek fishing and everything else, it's like the way to get around. Yeah. Man. And river floats, like that, that's that's my favorite. If I could choose one thing, I would float rivers every day, you know, like a five, six, seven mile stretch. Cause you just get to go through, you get to, I, I, I don't know if somebody else already has phrased this, but I always say you're fishing for the least pressured fish you're ever going to fish for. Mm -hmm. You're not going to come across more least pressure fish than kayak, than floating a river. Cause you're going to come across holes that fish, maybe haven't been caught yet maybe they're young and they've just grew up or or maybe they get casted at three times a year or something like that oh yeah now now some of these are are, are populated but a lot of the streams you can find with you can get access in these places that nobody's going down and uh and the scenery the wildlife you just get away from everything uh most of them some of them go through towns but most of mm -hmm. part you're just you're seeing things that no one else will ever get to see it's a float you're having fun while you're doing it you know so that that's I, I'm really fired up. I'm waiting for spring to hit where the you know all our bass kind of get going again, and then I'm I'm gonna go to do a lot of kayaking this year. 
Oh, that's awesome. I, I can't wait to see it because, uh, uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted to backtrack to the Florida trip a little bit, but oh, yeah. looking forward to the future, that's going to be super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just from that standpoint of, uh, you know, seeing how, because, because your, your channel has been a real evolution, uh, oh, yeah. you know, cause you've, you've, you've changed things up and you've done different things and you're trying different things and you're, you have new products and everything else. So it's always fun to watch those evolutions unfold. You know, that's, I think that's one of those things. It's kind of like, Oh, what's the new season of TV going to have, you know, for all of us that yeah, yeah. don't watch like regular TV, we watch, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys like yourself that, that put this together because it's fun. And, you know, John and I love pan fish. I mean, we're just, oh, yeah. that's like, I don't know. I, if, if I didn't live in the Pacific Northwest and we didn't have like trout and steelhead and stuff, I would have to say a uh, bluegill. Uh, I don't think I'd fish for anything else, especially yeah. if they got big, like if they were 10 pounds, I don't think, well, <laughs> I don't think anybody would fish for anything else yeah. in that respect. I, uh, that's, another guest of ours, Bart Lombardo, you know, he was like, yeah, they're just insane. But, um, just watching that evolution was cool. Um, going back to the Florida trip though, how many different species did you get into there? Um, I don't even know. Cause some of them, I didn't know what they were. So like, I, I always, like, I've never really been to South Florida. I don't know if y'all have you ever been to like Everglades and stuff or no. South Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I mean, I, I've never really traveled anywhere. I'd always lived in Tennessee, Tennessee or Kentucky. And the first time I went down to Florida, um, I was like, I want to do it. You know, I want to make it a trip during the winter. And I had a guy, I was meeting up with another guy. So he's going to kind of show me a couple spots and, and places. And that I, I, t- I was like, that's the most life-changing or fish life-changing place and like trip that I've ever done. I'm like, it is unreal. It, it, it doesn't even feel like anywhere else. Like it, the weather feels like you went to another continent. It's different everything is different it's just everything's flat waterways are every which way there's no end of water there's these huge like i mean obviously the whole thing's a swamp so you can like these roads going through it and you can stop anywhere and probably catch a fish on the first cast you know and if you can't just go down to the next spot where there's a little bit of current and then you catch 20 there and there's you know, certain, and, and then of course there's all these different spots. Like there's so much down in South, you can spend forever in South Florida and not fish all the different little areas they have. Like I haven't even done this. I want to go snakehead fishing. I haven't even done that yet, but like, just, I tell people just go to the Everglades and find a place to stop. And you know, there's a, there's a road, Tamiami highway goes all the way from like one side of Florida, to the other side across the Everglades down there, Miami to, uh, was it Tampa? I guess on the other side. And I don't know, it's like 40 or 50 miles. I don't even know how long it is, but there's, just like it's all water you're going over water the whole way and a lot of it's super clear you know full of alligators and you'll stop and look in and there'll be you'll see a hundred fish just glancing in just in 30 different species and so and then if you get on some like oscars dude you would love you have to get the oscars because they're like bluegill on steroids and and they're just they're just they just come in like if they want to eat, they will, you cannot stop them. They will hammer your lure. And you, you know, and you, I'm like fighting in like a, a pound Oscar and it's pulling like it's a five pound bass. Yeah. Or you, then you hook into like a, a peacock bass or a gar or the sick, all the different bunch of different cichlids and then a bowfin. And yeah, it's, uh, I don't, I don't remember. I just remember like, I, 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 we stopped at one spot and I caught like 30 fish in like an hour or less. And, and then the ones I, whenever I didn't catch it on the cast, I usually had a hit. I was like, this is unreal. Like you can fish like this. I'm, like, this is way too easy. I, I was going to ask about the Oscars because when I think of an Oscar, I think of like an aquarium fish. Yeah. Because it, are, you, yeah. you go down to the pet store and there's yeah. Oscars there. Are, are these basically feral aquarium fish? Yeah. It's the exact same. They look the exact same. <laughs> like, but they are, they're like, they're like three inches thick. Like they yeah. are, they are slabs. And you can't hold on to them because they're so strong. They just jump out of your hands. But it's like all muscle. Like I think a, a lot of people eat the Oscars and the peacock bass. And um, like I never fished with a jerk bait. And I'm I'm used to like finesse fishing, like fishing slow. You you can't catch anything fishing slow. They won't bite it. You have to like if you throw a jerk bait out, you have to be jerk it as fast as you can possibly jerk it and reel it in, and then they'll hit it. it wow. <laughs> I was like, what is this? It's like the like. So I, I went under a bridge. I did like two videos out of this thing, but I, I got my kayak and I don't know if you're supposed to go in these waters with a kayak, 
like there's gators and stuff, but I'm like, I'm doing it. I have to do it. And I went out and like in an hour, I caught 20 peacock bass and probably had 15 that hit and came off. And I'm just wow. like cast, chur, 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 bam. And it, it's like, you can't go fast enough for them. They love the erratic, just like chase. But yeah, it, it, it is unreal. And like you, you do it. And then most, you know, most of us like, you know, for me, it's only about a 10, 11 hour drive, 11 hour drive, something like that. So, but still it's like, I'm going down there three, four days. And I'm like, well, goodbye world. I'm going back. I'm going back for 30 degrees, <laughs> leaving, you know, 89 degrees in December. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good right now. I, I, <laughs> could, I could go for that, you know, dude. And so, then there's uh, the brackish water, which there's, I mean, y'all, you probably have some of that stuff or you're probably more familiar with that, but um, <laughs> like I fished some brackish water. Like I went and went in Florida and I caught a snook and a, and a bass, I think in the same water and then some other stuff. And, and I'm like, I haven't even got into all this. There's so many other things you can go for, but yeah it's fisherman's paradise yeah the it's unbelievable uh i i know john and i we've talked about wanting to go down there just to to fish the salt water to to go yeah. out and hit the flats for the bone fish and the permit and the um, tarpon and all that but i uh the, those those oscar <laughs> i've just <laughs> never seen such a slab of like <laughs> muscle that come out of a little creek and then to fight it in on an ultralight that's just unbelievable yeah Man. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I was at the first time I went down there, I was using like gear was way too light because it takes everything will take you into weeds, like, because you know, there's so much like pads and weeds. And so you have to like use a little heavier stuff because you got to get that thing in. And then that was, that was just the strength of everything. It was, it was like, I wasn't ready for that. Um, you know, it was high changing. And then it's like, all right, where do you want to go next? Well, let's hop, hop two feet over and we'll go catch a bunch of different fish or something. But the, 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 you know how like, what's crazy i don't understand i guess it's because all the the grass like you'll see miles of a wetland and you can you're, you can you're standing on the edge of it casting your fit 20 feet and you can catch 100 fish standing there and they just keep reloading i'm like how many fish are in these places is <laughs> like the, the amount of fish in those places i just because like well i go to a lake here and you're like trying to find the fish where are they at where are they at where are they at? okay finally found a few there it's just like oh here we are we're gonna fish here man dude, that's had, so go ahead sorry oh dude no i can tell you're stoked dude Thinking i've had so i've had more i've probably sent more people to florida than anybody because <laughs> i've had so many white watch my videos and they're like i'm going and then i'll get i'll get a message dude we just went and caught a bunch of fish we went down here we went down here it is um it, it excites me to excite other people too i'm like dude i'm glad people are having fun Cause it's so, it was something so easy and it's something I, I never really saw videos like that. Like you see people walk in the canals in Miami searching for those giant fish. And I'm like, this is so easy. Like this, like everybody should do this. Give it a chance. <laughs> Dude, I would, I would love to get out there and go catch some peacock bass. That's, that's like one of my bucket list fish. Yeah. I still haven't even caught a big one yet. Like, I, I mean, they say, I mean, I see people catch like five, six pounders. I'm like, the two pounders are just, when I can catch them like on every other cast, it's hard to just stop. It's like, I'll take these. <laughs> yeah, you said you said the Oscars were like uh, bluegill and steroids. And if there's two things I like, that's bluegill and steroids. So <laughs> that's a good mix. Gonna, gonna have to go and try to get some of those sometime too. <laughs> yeah. There's, they school up. Like I saw some places where we were, we were looking at them and there'd be a school of like 30 or 40 of them. And sometimes they wouldn't bite, I think, but they're so like, what's crazy is I go in December usually. And like, if it cools down to 60 or 70, like the fish will, you know, they'll shut down. Cause it's like just a little drop, but like they say in the summertime it's even crazier. And I've never even gone in the summer, but you can catch them on. They like, they'll eat worms, jerk baits, they'll eat anything. I think so. Dude, that's like uh it's like gar, man. Like the hotter it is, the more you don't want to be out there, the more they're alive and just willing to eat, dude. And and in Florida, they have the Florida gar. I didn't know they were different gar. Yeah. So they're and they're like way more aggressive. I was catching them like crazy. They would bite like way more aggressive than the gar around. Like we got long nose and spotted gar, which yeah. I'll catch those every once in a while. But the Florida gar, like they'll hit like everything. They're they're ravenous, dude. It's yeah. pretty. Dude, so do you uh, – I'm from Tennessee originally. So 
yeah, I live in Texas now, but uh, you ever fish Del Hollow, dude? Yeah, a few times. What, that's what where my PB smallmouth is right now. Dude, I was about to say, that's where, like, the Tennessee record, like, smallmouth is from. Dude, yeah. what about that water, though? Yeah, um, I, I, I got, like, I love it and hate it. Like, I don't <laughs> – People, every, we we got we had a tournament. So a bunch of guys went up there recently, and then we, we got one coming up. I'm a kayak tournament, and everybody's like, "Oh, dude, Dale Hollow." I'm like, "I don't know. It ain't. It ain't. It can be really tough. I've had a lot more <laughs> tough days out there than I've actually had days where I catch fish. But like, but the quality, like, you can you can fish all day and then catch like a four pounder or something, you know. You know, there's there's the quality is is, is pretty good, but it's it's. I've gone out, I've fished it several times with my buddy uh, Tyler Reed Anglin. He fishes it a lot. And, you know, we can go all day and catch two fish, something like that. But, but yeah, the second time I went, I caught a four and a half pounder. Or it, it was just just over four and a half. And I was like, oh, this is the best. And like ever <laughs> since then, I ain't caught nothing even close to that. <laughs> so, are you fishing like the, the KBFs now? And, uh, I I want to start doing some bigger ones. The one I'm doing is just like a local tournament, but okay. I, I qualified for um, – I fished the Bass Nation. Um, oh. You know, the, yeah. I, I fished the state – I fished the state tournament twice. I got to, I got to do it. And the last this, – this last year was on Kentucky Lake, and it was, it was the worst fishing I probably ever did in my life. Like, <laughs> like I, more than half the people skunked on the first day. Like, it was like – it was just, you know – one of those kind of things like no like if you had to, if you weren't having fish blowing up in front of you like find them schooling you weren't catching them but um but i, I got qualified to go to, to do the national one and it's here at chickamauga lake in tennessee um uh, in march so that'll be like the biggest thing i've ever got to do and i'm i'm super excited about it like there'll be like the big time kayakers are going to be there um i just i'm not i'm not expecting to place or anything but i just want to be in the mix and not be last so but I want to do some of the Hobies. I want to try some of the Hobies uh, if I can. I've never done one of those. Um, they got one on the New River in Virginia, and that's that's one I would, I think, would be really cool to do. I've ne I've never fished the New River that much. Dude, the New has. We were talking to uh, Josh and Chris, and I've I've heard this from other people, but they uh, they preach it. If you want like, like the best smallie fishing in the U.S., it, it's the New River. Oh, like. Yeah it's the new and then you've got like the, the Susquehanna yeah. and PA and then you've got the the upper Mississippi river, like, but then they also mentioned, uh, Tennessee. So, you know, the, the, the Holston river that comes out of like, comes out of Virginia and there's like a couple sections of it, but the, I, I caught a four, 4.1 pounder, um, last month with a guy. And then I lost one that was probably bigger than that. Um, out of the Holston and my buddy fishes it and yeah that they, they he, he'll catch he's catching fours all the time there's a there's some there's a lot of good fishing in it dude the Holston's solid and i mean the south Holston is like renowned for its trout it's like yeah but there's a lot of good watersheds in tennessee you ever fished the the cumberland the cumberland river yeah. um not really um I've, I've striper fished like a river off of that. Okay. And, um, but I've never, I don't know if I've really fished the Cumberland any. I, I fished off the bank. I used to live in Clarksville. I don't know. Where, where, where were you at in Tennessee? Uh, I grew up in Macon County and then uh, I spent about six years in Montgomery County. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. were you at Fort Campbell or what? Yeah. I was at Fort Campbell. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I lived in Clarksville um, for 13 years um, there. So right, you know, right about Fort, I was, I did, we did a lot of heating and air work on the base all the time. So, okay. Uh, a bunch of I still got a bunch of military friends. I mean, from the area and living there and stuff like that. But yeah, I would I, when I was when I lived there, I didn't fish that much. I would, I would go to the Cumberland, fish off the bank, or or do something. But I just I wish I had took it more advantage because there's some really good creeks and like the river system there. I wish I'd have fished more. But that's when I, back when I was always playing basketball <laughs> and stuff like that. And didn't I had you, I, you can't have too many hobbies. That's the thing I've learned. Like I would I would be playing basketball and then go work on trucks. And I'd have no, no time for nothing. Now that I'm fishing, all I do is fish. Like, I don't have time for anything else. <laughs> so what what was that? I, what was that shift for you? What was just like, man, I'm just going to fish again. And then it just, it, 
it took you hard. What what was that? Yeah, um, it was decluttering. It was moving moving to, away. I had a house, a garage, stayed full of like I was always working on something. You know, spent all my money on tools and parts, and I love fixing things. And then I worked heating and air where your schedule is crazy. I'm always on call. So I moved to East Tennessee and I, the couple of guys that I worked with were like, they, they would take me to, some, I, I mean, they were like, you want to go fishing? I was like, yeah. And they would take me to some places. I'm like, this, this is really cool. And then I started just exploring places on my own, got back into it. Cause I had, I was, I, you know, I had time cause I didn't have nothing else to do really. I was living, I moved to an apartment. So I'm like, I gotta find something to do, you know? And, and I just, I just started picking it back up. And at the same time, I was 30. I was, this is right when I was about to turn 30. I moved here when I was 27. I'm 36 now. So I, I was just about like around 30. And, and that's when I, that was the first time I, I kind of started watching YouTube. I never, I only watched it for like basketball dunk highlights. You know, <laughs> let me look up Tracy McGrady dunk highlights or something like that. And then I'm like, people are like putting fishing videos. And I started like, like, oh, okay, I'm just, I want to see what's going on this fishing, all these fishing videos. And it's like, Every every post is like, oh, mega mega bass or topwater explosions. I'm like, yeah, like I don't do any of that. Like, let me find somebody that does creeks, and I search, and I, I don't find anybody. So, I, I, this kind of answers your question as far as as I'm getting back into it because YouTube really pushed me to get back into fishing a lot. But like, I was already doing all these things. I was, you know, talking about. I found this two pounder in this like, you know, 12 inches of water, and people are like, no way. I'm like, yeah, I'll go show you. You know, I was, I was doing catching, you know, fish and just having fun. And I was like, yeah, I, I went outside after work, sat on the creek bank and caught like 10 fish, you know, not, you know, nothing special. And then I started looking on YouTube and I'm like, nobody's doing this. I'm like, people need to be showing this. This is just fun, real fishing. I'm like, there's got to be other people that like this. So I like for six months, I thought about it and I couldn't, I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just make, start making videos. I'm like, never made a video in my life. <laughs> didn't know a single youtuber didn't know anything about it had no camera no no i didn't have a laptop so i just went and like bought some stuff and um i was like i'll just share it with my buddies like i'm sure there's a couple of guys. i'll i'll get three or four hundred subscribers and maybe i'll maybe you know just to you know have this little community going and that's how i started and um once i started doing it i realized hey this is fun and i enjoyed the process of taking people on a journey and showing them how easy fishing can be or like where fish can be in crazy places. And then of course, like, like we were talking to Brian, like it's evolved into a lot of other stuff, but that's just me growing as a fisherman. Like I didn't know, I didn't use a baitcaster until like last year as I refused to use them. Like, I don't want to use a baitcaster. Everybody says you have to use them. I'm not going to, I'm going to fish the way I want to fish. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll use this cheap rod and reel if I want to, and I'll, and I'll go out and catch fish, mm -hmm. you know? So I was kind of like that. That was big driving on it too. Like I just wanted to be different than everybody else. And so yeah, so that that kind of drew me just to get back more into more into fishing. And then the more I got into it, the more I learned. The more I learned, the more I wanted to do. The more I showed videos, the more I'm like, oh, I can make a better one. Oh wait, I haven't gone over there yet. And then it led to me just that really unlocked me exploring places. And then I start looking, where else can I go? Yet like just yesterday or two, a couple of days ago, I found this spot. It's an hour away up in this hill. There's a spillway. And I'm like, there's not even a road within like five miles. And I just marked it in my maps. I'm like, I'm going there this summer. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, I want to go where nobody's going. Just explore stuff. Man, I, it's just incredible to hear all that. Because um, it, it just starts from one little thing. And now <laughs> look where it's at. I, I, I think there's so many people. And, and uh, let, let me step back. How long have you been doing YouTube? Yeah, so I've done it six years. It'd be like six and a half years. I started when I was 30. And uh, I, I quit full time at it at 33. Yeah, and I've been doing it like three, three, three and a half years full time. Okay. So for, for so many people that go on YouTube, they're they're very much so uh expecting like instant gratification that's why the channel just kind of goes fly by night you know uh it, it goes it, it's there and then it's gone and it's like hey where'd this person go like they had good momentum they had good stuff going but then it just kind of fell apart i i noticed with like with anything that that john or myself do it, it is it, it takes uh that that extra time 
to be able to do that. But, you know, building the channel, building the community, it's it's all a time process. And and if you have good people around you, it really does help to make that uh, work, you know, but uh, you really, you, for six and a half years, you have a lot of subscribers because we know people have been doing it for 10 years that have 10,000 now they're not they're not into the big you know like oh i need all these subscribers or anything and 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 neither are you people just like what you're doing um but uh what what really broke through for you with that i i always wanted to ask somebody with that like uh, as large of a subscriber base as yourself you always hear like the little pundit things with all the music but where did it break through for you that's I, I remember when it happened, I like saw it, like you could see, I could see it happen in real time. I like watched my views just change. Like in, from, it was, it started in the spring. It started in like March and it just changed one year, but I did it for, I did it for two years. I think I was at a thousand subscribers after like two years. And of course YouTube's different. Like it was still, then like the growth was slow, but like, if you got a jump, it was a faster jump. It was, it was a little bit weird right then. Which, I mean, I've seen people can do, you can do it now. You can start now and never grow, or you can start now and have 100,000 subscribers in, in two months. It just, it depends. I, I, I imagine that a lot of my stuff I was putting out probably was just horrible videos and, you know, just really sloppy. And then it kind of grew a little bit. And then that traction just kind of builds a little bit more traction. And then I had a couple of videos that I maybe, I, I think were maybe a little bit better done and just a little bit more exciting or something. And a couple of those videos just kind of took off really fast. And like, and when I said take off, I remember you had like 20,000 views and I was like, Oh my God, there's 20,000 views. Yeah. Now, if I don't get 20,000 views on a video, I'm like, man, that's, that's sad. Day. <laughs> that's, that's just your expectation. But like I, that, I had a video that got like 20, 25,000 views in the first month and I'm, you know, I'm getting comments and I'm like, and I'm like, wow, I actually made money more than a hundred dollars. You know, and like before then I was like, it was like a hundred dollars a month or 150. And I was, I was totally happy, perfectly satisfied. But once it started growing and I saw that growth, it's like, it's like an itch. You can't, I couldn't, you know, uh, (laughs) it's a couldn't scratch where it's like, wow, this, this, I got to keep working on this. I got to, I got to get even better. I got to even do even better. And, um, I don't, I really don't know why it did, but like I had a jump where it went, it just went from like four, I was at 4,000 subscribers to 10,000 subscribers in a month and a half to 20,000 subscribers in like three months. I had the six month span where it just, it it just jumped like crazy. And this was before COVID hit too. So it wasn't even at the COVID point yet. So this was, this was like the year before COVID hit. It jumps, it, I, 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 the, I, I went from, I, I was watching my revenue and I was like, it was like, yeah, you're going to make $300 this month. Like the next month is like, oh, you're going to make a thousand. You're going to make 2000. And it never went back down below a thousand dollars a month from that point. It went from basically nothing to, yeah, you're, you're making over a thousand dollars a month from then on. And it took me, um, I, I don't, it just kept growing. It got YouTube, it got creator on the rise for the YouTube thing. I got put in that because I was growing so fast. And then, I, and then like, I'm just watching this and I'm at like 20, 22, 23,000 subscribers. And I just see, I'm like, dude, the more videos I make, the more the potential I have. Cause every video, yeah, I just need to keep putting out videos. And I, I quit my job at 20, I had $24,000, 24,000 subscribers when I quit my job. And like, it was probably stupid to do, but I'm like, I'm doing, I don't care. I have to, I have to try this. Like I'd say I had like $10,000 saved up from making on YouTube. I had, I just, I'm like, I'll just rely on this money and hopefully I just keep growing. And, and then, and then right when I quit, like COVID hit and it was like the best thing for me. Cause I got to go travel all over and go fish wherever I wanted. Everybody's like watching YouTube. There's a big, you know, jump on YouTube at that time. People were like fishing, you know, obviously y'all know fishing went like crazy. So I think that just kind of helped it help it jump up too. Um, it's just a combination. Of, I, I mean, I, I really don't know. I know the Lord blessed and like just it did it. And now I'm like, hey, I'll live off of this until it goes away. And so far I'm still doing it. So. Man. 
right. dude that's that's so there's there's so much work that goes in oh, man. do you think do you think you could go back to a regular like filling ac units and you think you could go back to that i, I need a, dude, I, I need a new ac unit if uh, <laughs> you're going to be in this neck of the woods yeah <laughs> i'll put it in for you so i think i could it would have to be like you're in the military you know how it is when you go you, you said you've been deployed and stuff yeah I, like like my brothers are both well one of them's been deployed but they're both the military but like you can I, I know i can do anything it's just that switch like do i want to it's like it might get to the point where i'm like ah no 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 and then it's like once you once i do i have to go full back into what i was doing though i have to be like mentally okay i'm going back into this and i'm I'm not going to try to keep YouTube going at the same time. Maybe I'll post every once in a while. So if I ever, if I ever quit YouTube, I have to go all in to whatever I'm doing. Cause that's what I learned when I went into YouTube. Cause I was going to do it. Cause I, I could, I could easily have a, like, you know, heating and air, everybody wants it. I could do a business. I was going to do a business for myself. I was like, I'll do part-time heating and air. And then YouTube in the spare time, like three weeks in, I were like, after I quit my job, I'm like, if I'm going to do YouTube, I have to be hundred percent on it. I can't do anything else. You and and that's what it takes to like keep it going and to and to maintain it really to grow and uh, there's there's certain guys out there they make i mean obviously there's like you know certain people have a, the uh, personality or the skill or like or something where they they got or they're editing and they're like something's already really good and you know if you don't have if you don't have any of that you gotta like you gotta do everything the best you can do you can't rely on one thing <laughs> mm-hmm. but um I, 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 I've thought about it a lot and if I ever have to quit YouTube, cause it could easily go away. Like, like two months ago or this, this, this last month, my, my revenue probably dropped 40% or more in like one month, but it, it's starting to climb back up. It just, it's, that's the way it is. Um, I, I, if I ever have to quit, I'd hope I could go in, like transfer this into some kind of fishing world job. But if I have to go back to heating and air or, or go work at another company, I like that kind of stuff. I like fixing things. I like hands-on, but I have to, it has to be a thing where I'm like, I can only focus on one thing. So it would be hard to do because I've talked, I thought about it a lot. I'm like, man, what if I had to go get another job? I would have to be like, hundred percent. All right. I'm just, I'm stopping what I'm doing. I'm going all into this and going to look for a good job in this field. I got you, dude. Dude, that's just that's just awesome though man like when people are able to do what you're doing and it's not just by like happenstance there's a lot i mean there's literally so much work that you guys do to be able to do what you do yeah i mean it is work i'm just glad people get to work at something they love doing oh no i i hate i hate the phrase when people say um what is it when the people say if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life that's so not true though. <laughs> I say if you if you love what you do, you'll work every day of your life. Because that's like I I don't really like editing, but I'm like, I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna work at this because I want to make a good video. I want to do this. I want to do I some days like I, I fish more than I would if I was just casually fishing. I'm like, no, I want to go out and fish because I want to go film something cool. So I'm like, I'm just t- totally like always every day. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do to to grow this, grow this, grow this? You know, and you have to, I have to keep pushing. Um, if I've had a couple of weeks, if I put out like one video a week for back-to-back weeks, like the views just, just drop like crazy. So I, I, I do three videos a week, trying to try to make them 15 to 20 minutes. I like a little bit longer videos. Uh, I, you know, I've watched videos all the time, how to make good YouTube videos. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm constantly researching, constantly doing things like that, constantly trying to, come up with new creative things, stuff like that. So I spent, I, I never thought I would ever have a job where I like spent, spend time on a computer. <laughs> but when I quit to do, when I quit to be a, you know, full-time fisherman, I spend way, I spend, I don't know, 10, 15 hours a day sitting here at my desk on, on a computer. Wow. I, you know that, but I think, I think it goes without saying, uh, and, and you'll have a lot of your viewers that listen to this podcast you know, keep supporting the YouTubers that are out there that are putting in because you're editing your time, your expenses, everything else. That's what a lot of people don't see on the backside. 
and and when the viewers are out there viewing the video i think it, it goes without saying view the entire video show that full support for that video uh, hit the thumbs up there's things that we get to do as viewers for free that don't cost anything uh you know with reviewing things leaving a comment a like you know all that yeah. stuff helps out the creator uh a, a lot you know and, and some people say you know when a creator gets to a certain size well they don't need any of that anyways like they have all Every single like counts. Every single five-star review counts. It all adds up because that is how people get to know who's out there, what they're doing. And, and everybody has their own little unique story to tell. It, it, whether it fits your narrative or not, at least try it one time, you know, and, and check it out. Like, I wouldn't say that I'm a big creek, uh, you know, panfish angler because, well, number one, I really don't have a lot of creeks with panfish around <laughs> me. Uh, you know, we have rivers and we have lakes and stuff like that, but we don't really have the same thing. But I gain value from your videos from what you do because it's like, hey, John did that. I'm going to try this. Uh, he's got this advice for the species in this time of year. Why don't I give it a try? Nobody else is out here. You know, it's 40 degrees and downpour rain. Uh, I'll, I'll go try to catch some perch. Why not? You know, what else am I going to do? Stare at the wall in the house. I got good rain gear. Let's go, you know, <laughs> but, but I can learn a lot from a channel like yours where you do those types of things and you put out that content. So I mean, for, for people that are, that, that uh, are viewing you, I, I think it goes without saying uh, a thumbs up's the freest thing that you can, you know, I mean, it's just kind of like a, Hey, that was cool. You know, that that's that's all it is. And you just hit that thumbs up and it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, I, I um, you know, I, I, I love I, I think part of my success has been I, I think I do have a good, stable, like a very good study, like support of viewers, because I feel like I got this like like this little hardcore niche of guys that are like almost like anti big fish or anti bass fish guy like no, I don't want, I, and they're just looking for somebody a little different, but maybe not trout. Cause you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, some people hate <laughs> trout fish and people, some people love yeah. trout fishing, you know, and I know y'all know that is and the same thing yeah. with like fly fishing. And like, I know guys, I watch guys that make awesome fly fishing videos, but like you don't get any views. Cause there's like people not really that interested in for the amount of population. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I feel like I have this hardcore niche of like guys that just have, have come onto my channel and like, and like really support it. And it's very stable. Like I'm steadily, I always get views like, and I, I really appreciate those people at the same time. Like whenever I, I've had the same motto and I, I don't know if it's good for everybody or not, but like I starting my videos and I, I still today, I'm like, I'm making the video I want to make and I don't really care who likes it. I want to do what I want to do. I hope people like it. I hope they enjoy it. It's awesome when they do, but I want to make the videos that I want to watch or I want to do. And of course, now that I have to do them all the time, some things are like, I've tried different things, but I've always had the mentality, like, like I'm not trying to do things just to appease people. And I, I, I mean, I, I don't feel like that's a great way because people say they want one thing. They don't really, they don't know what they want. So you, if somebody's like, oh, we want to see this. And then you do that video and you're like, nobody watched it, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. But I do appreciate like people that support a channel and I have a lot there like that stay with me. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, to find people that'll, that'll stay with you and watch them man i well i know we're coming up on our hour but um you know john you got i i want to leave this last little bit of time for you if you got anything else for john well uh i mean not really man i asked you everything i wanted to ask you except yeah. like maybe we should go fish sometime but so how do you know uh Tian Flacco, you talk to them? Yeah, I talk to Caleb all the time. Yeah, Caleb's, okay. one, of, Caleb's one of my good friends. Okay. I, Caleb and I, we both tie for uh, Daiichi hooks. Okay, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, Caleb's, Caleb's one of the homies. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> cool. I was just, I did a meet and greet over there at his shop um, two weekends ago. It was really yeah. cool. I never I did one of those, so I had some people show up. Some people drove like three hours away to show up. So I was like Holy blown shit. away. It was wow. pretty cool. That's yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was Man. crazy. Uh, 
I was I was going to make the suggestion that uh, when John is back in uh, Tennessee visiting, uh, that maybe you guys should connect at some point and uh, get out and do some fishing. If if you're in the in the general vicinity, I know that I, yeah, I look at Tennessee to, yeah. as a small state, but it's pretty good size, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's, a, it's got a it's got a lot of length, not a lot of girth, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So John, um, where, uh, for, for our listeners, where can they find you at? Yeah. Um, I, my, my main source is YouTube Creek fishing adventures. You type that in, you're going to find me, but I, I starting to try to post on Facebook. I'm trying to grow that. If that's, I know people make money off that. That's like a, another thing I'm trying to like add, you know, of course if I'm on Instagram. I try to post on there, but my main thing, my main thing that I try to stay consistent is YouTube posting videos and I, Usually can do three a week, and um, but yeah, just look on there. Creek fishing adventures. I should usually pop up pretty good. Hopefully, I do. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it comes up for me when I type in creek. It's like there it is. And then um, one thing I will say is that you are very responsive when you're not busy. You're extremely responsive to questions and answers and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I invite people. I mean, don't you keep. I, I guess I don't want to invite people to sit there and blow up your inbox. I'm sure that it does get blown up on, on the socials, but uh, you know, you're, you're a wealth of information. You have great stuff out there. And uh, you know, it, I, I was really looking forward to this interview when we finally were able to schedule it. Cause I was like, I want to get John on. Chris said we could get John on. I was like, I want to get John on this kind of completes the, this, this whole Creek um, uh, culture here. The, yeah. And we have a lot of friends that fish for, for pan fish and, and small creeks and stuff like that. And they fish in a variety of ways, but this kind of, you know, helps bring all that together. But, um, you know, I like talking our, to guys like y'all too. Like I, from what I've heard and like, listen to some of y'all talk, you're like, you, you, you're not the guy that's uppity about catching this or that. Like you don't oh, mind no. catching anything. Like <laughs> you're talking about, we're talking about bluegill. Like yeah. you can have, you can have joy catching, you know, a fish that big, you know, and, that's fun where some people like they can't like why would you even waste your time i'm like i like if you don't get it you don't get it you know <laughs> yeah just... well it, is it really a waste of time or, or are you uh, gaining enjoyment from it i mean john and i have bantered back and forth over text and phone about like how awesome bluegill and pumpkin seed and red ear sunfish and i mean all these little fish that uh, i i think more so that when, when when you talk about fishing for the small fish there's lots of them and they're a lot of fun to catch because of the way that they eat things it's yeah. just a bluegill the way they eat a dry off the surface uh, you know dry fly fishing it's that snap and bang they eat it and it's so much fun oh. uh I, I i don't know how else to explain it or Dude. or you, you get a smallie that grabs something you yeah. know i mean and, and it could be the tiniest little small mouth like that and you're like <laughs> micro bass you know you're sitting there holding it with your pinky like <laughs> you know it's just this little tiny fish but it's still it's cool fine bass yeah sorry i didn't uh, this i had like this epiphany right dude have you ever fished the evergreen gizmo uh where did i just hear that it, it won somebody did that in a tournament recently it didn't won, they it won the hobie yeah i heard on the smallie talk they, or was it them or yeah we we just had chris and uh oh that okay that's this i i listen to them some i don't listen to them all the time but i i, I love listening to them talk about their trips like they said upper mississippi stuff like that but yeah so yeah. no i haven't tried it but yeah i heard them talk about that yeah dave uh shut up tackle warehouse i guess they've got some in okay and uh not in the color that one which was i mean it doesn't matter now it was black right but uh dude you have to pick some of them up and okay. uh yeah. the color you want just just paint them black right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta try that man well uh that's at the end of it here so um uh, john Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you taking the time with us tonight. And I know that you have a busy schedule. It's basketball season. You got a lot of recording to do and everything else, but I can't thank you enough for coming on. It's been an honor and a pleasure having you here. Dude, I've had a blast. It went by really fast. I really appreciate y'all reaching out to me and talking and uh, giving me the time of day and stuff like that and talking to me and everything. So that was oh, awesome. Gosh. Yeah, not a problem ever. So, um, John, you want to run down those sponsors one more time? Yeah. Uh, so 
Go ahead. I always get mixed up. Go ahead. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Sorry. Dude, it wasn't just you this whole time. Hey, say John. And I'd be I like, know. You know, my ears would perk up a little bit. Be like, yeah, what's up? And then be like, oh, he's talking to the other John. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, from your resident John here, this episode was brought to you by Max and Outfitters, Lidrig, Anger Rooster Fly Company, 317 Flies, and Morris Flyco. Go check everyone out. I'm your I'm the last one on that list, and I should be the last one you check out. But go check out all of our other sponsors. They're really good people. They've got a lot of awesome deals going on right now. Um, just just let them know that you heard about them, even if you don't buy something. And because uh, they're all cool people, and they'll talk to you. They're wealths of knowledge. And uh, I hope everyone had a great holidays. Because I guess this is going up after and. Um, until next time, you know, eat your vegetables. Awesome. See you, everybody.